Hi, my name is Mark, and welcome to The Living Room Podcast. The Living Room is where we have conversations about house church, microchurch, and what it looks like living the everyday mission of Christ. Joining me today in The Living Room is Jeremy Ellis. Jeremy is a good friend of mine and uh, has been part of our family of house churches now for the past five, six years. He's one of our house church pastors and I've invited him into the living room today to just share on a specific topic or theme as it relates to house churches and micro churches. And the topic that we're going to be having conversation about today in the, li- in the living room is the, the theme or topic of the importance of house churches or micro churches being connected with other house churches or micro churches. So it's an important theme. It's near to his heart. It's something that he has experienced firsthand. Uh, so we're excited, Jeremy, that you're here and that we get to hang out together in the living room. So um, welcome. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Um, so let's just kind of jump in a little bit, and, and for people that are listening, so that they can get to know you a little bit about and 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 who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your work, uh, kind of some of the things you love to do for fun, and then maybe just kind of transition to how you got involved with House Church. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I grew up in Northern Kentucky, been here my whole life, and um, grew up in church and. Um, you know, I'm 35, just turned 35 <laughs> last month and been married now um, to Lauren for 13 years and we have four kids together and yeah, uh, my oldest is Elijah, he's 10 years old and I've got three girls that are um, Julia's eight, Audrey's six and Evangeline is three and so yeah, we love playing outside, love, uh, you know, doing we we just moved a year ago we got a little bit of land and some woods and kids have a blast exploring the woods and we like doing that with them um yeah you asked about what we do for fun we um grew up on a farm and have horses and so we love to get back to the farm and ride horses as often as possible that's still my kind of go to go to fun that's activity good. so um yeah so I grew up in church um was a part of the same church for, uh, you know, my whole life until I was in college and, um, in college, um, I got saved when I was a a kid, um, got into college and really got to see people living for Jesus more than, um, you know, more than I had seen at any point before in my life. I was, I was able to watch them, you know, we were living together on campus and, um, really grew me in my faith during that time, really felt called to be in full-time ministry for the rest of my life there in college. And so out of that, I went back to that church that I grew up in, became the youth pastor there and was on staff for several years. Um, and where is this? Just so listeners know where, where we're talking about. Yeah. So um, Northern Kentucky, I was a little a Baptist church there in Erlinger, um, um, lived in Erlinger, lived down the street from the church and yeah. Um, did that for four, a little over four years. Um, I was at a conference. This was actually back um, when I was in college. I was at a big conference, and there was a speaker there, and I still remember him saying that he 
It was like, the way, here's the way he said it. He said, uh, there's a, a principle of church growth is that as a church grows larger, it has to also grow smaller. Um, and that was something that I saw um, in my experience with church that, you know, to be a church and to be um, God's family together with one another, um, you know, it doesn't do you any good to show up on Sunday morning and sit with hundreds or thousands of people and not and not engage with one another. And so I had seen that firsthand in my life, and I had seen that in um, the churches, the church I had been involved in, the church I was on staff with, and certainly in my experience in college, that where church happens, where the church is the church with one another is, you know, takes place in small, small community. And um, we had um, agreed with that, believed it, seen it in, hap- seen it in action, um, and yet I was still, um, you know, my vision for my life was to be on staff at big churches and do the thing where that all big churches do, which is beat our head against the wall, trying to get all of our people who show up on Sunday morning into those smaller communities. And so there came a point at which we just realized, oh no, like we you know, why am I, why am I starting big and trying to push everybody into the small community? Why not just start with a small community? And so, um, that's kind of how we made that transition from, you know, in, into the world of house church or micro church. Um, we, so, you know, five, six years ago, we, um, left that, that church, left that job and planted a house church. And, um, yeah, been figuring it out ever since. So, and so you were on staff. Yep, if I'm hearing you right, on staff at a at a church. How, how long? How many years? Uh, a little over four years. A little over four years, um, and then just left that position. Started house church, micro church in your home. Um, so as far as jobs, what <laughs> what's that look like? Because that's I'm sure yeah. a question that a lot of people are thinking. Well, okay, that maybe I've been part of a church staff. And that's a that's a risky thing, yep. you know, to to leave that kind of position to maybe jump into something <laughs> like a house church or, or a micro church. So yeah, I I had that thought a couple of times before I quit that job, um, but I probably <laughs> probably should have thought about it more than a couple of times. <laughs> um, probably you know I had talked with the the senior pastor there and kind of you know shared this burden that I had and the, I, what I you know really it was God was calling us to do. And, um, so we, you know, he was gracious to allow us to, um, you know, stay on staff there and work through a whole transition period. And so we did that for about, um, I don't know, four or five months. And then we, um, but yeah, all of a sudden I was unemployed and didn't really have a plan. And so I did all kinds of odds and end jobs, um, my wife now would look back and go, yeah, like I was thinking about that the whole time, but somehow I just quit that job and didn't really have a plan. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I delivered ice, I drove a truck and delivered ice for a while to gas stations. I sold cable TV and internet packages for a while. Um, I started a couple of small businesses that failed and yeah. Um, now I'm, uh, well, so then I, I transitioned from the, the small business that I had that failed um, last. <laughs> uh, 
I, I went straight from that into I was just cleaning gutters. And it was just anything that we could do to make ends meet and to, you know, support my family. And it was it was a hard time financially for sure. But um, but yeah, through all of that, it was so so good to see my role as pastor. Mm. My my, you know, when people ask me what do you do, my answer is I'm a I'm a pastor. <laughs> and they say, oh, how do you make money? And that's a different subject. And so, uh, but now I have moved through that company from cleaning gutters to being a, a sales manager and part owner of the company. And so doing that now, selling roofs. That's so, good. Yeah. And um, so as we think about that, as I'm hearing you too, and knowing a little bit about your journey, I think through some of that and all that while, like you mentioned the word burden mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't so much about what's the career path. You know, it's more, this is a burden that yep. God's played, uh, p- placed on my heart for the church yep. and whatever I need to do to be obedient to that, yeah. that that's what I'll do. Yeah. I'm still, I still would see myself as being in full-time ministry. Good. I just You should, because you are. Work a job too. You yeah. That's so. so good. Um, well, let's talk about, so, so here you are, right? You, if we kind of think through your journey you're, you've got this house church, this micro church going on. You're doing these different jobs. Um, so take us through even your thought process of connecting the importance of connecting with other house churches. Yeah. So we were we were on our own for about a year. Um, we had a heart and a desire to be connected with um, you know with another church or to have some sort of sending agency for us to plant that church or um, something to connect us somewhere, but, but really had a hard time finding where we would, where we would fit or, you know, even finding a sending agency that knew how to plant a house church. Um, and so we had a heart to be connected, but really weren't for about a year and a year in um, one of the key, the other leaders in the church um there, him and his wife came and we sat down and had a long talk and they said, Hey, we're, we're moving on essentially. Um, we're not going to be helping with this anymore. And so it was at that point that I really, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm pastoring. We've got these 20 or 30 people come in every Friday night to my house. And I felt like really alone in that. And so that's when I, you know, I had known about, um, living church and about you and what you guys were doing. Um, watching from afar, you know, from across town for many years and um, even had a desire to, you know, to emulate that or to, to replicate it really. And, uh, and so we were a year in and said, you know what, we've got to get connected. And so that's when I made a phone call to you and, you know, here we are, uh, whatever it is, five years later. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think that seeing the need for that was, you know, really it was like, oh, it'd be good if we could be connected. But once I was pastoring and all alone, I didn't have any other leaders and all these people that were looking solely to me is when I went, okay, I need to, I need to get some accountability and some support and encouragement from people who know what, you know, are in this with me. So, yeah, I think what you just said there's really important. I mean, you mm-hmm. said accountability, right? That just that encouragement, yep. that support, um, and that kind of kind of transitions me into the next thing, next question to really to kind of ponder and think through and have you share about it. Is just so now that you've been connected, so now that your house church is connected to other 
house churches. Uh, what impact has that played uh, in, in your life personally, your family, even with the house church that yeah. that you've been pastoring for now five or six years? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's a couple different, um, I guess, ways that we're connected. Um, and so, you know, when we jumped in with Living Church, it was automatically, right, for me personally, I was connected now with you. I was connected with, you know, other house church pastors who were doing the same thing or very similar things to me, in, you know, throughout the city. Um, I was, you know, we had monthly pastor meetings where we would meet and be able to share and talk about like frustrations and things that we're doing that are working or not working. And, you know, it was just like a coaching session that was able to, um, you know, we're able to figure things out and also, you know, just share uh, uh, burdens together, right? Like, man. It's been a really hard season or, you know, I've had, you know, three people in my house church walk away from the faith. How do I deal with that? Or, um, hey, we've got 17 kids and only eight adults coming <laughs> and they're, all the kids are, you know, ages six and under. What, how do you handle that? And um, being able to ask some of those questions to people who, you know, either have dealt with it or are dealing with it at, at the time or even just you know, maybe they haven't dealt totally with it, but they're able to understand it because they're they're in it together and so um so i think for me personally as a pastor that was huge just having that sounding board having you to be able to meet with regularly and um you know bounce ideas off of and stuff like that the accountability part of it is so was so good for me personally too just to be able to know that um you know <laughs> there are some standards and there's some level of um, you know, so there's someone asking me hard questions and there's someone that is looking into my life personally and also in like what I'm teaching and how I'm leading and, and asking me those questions, um, on a regular basis was just really helpful for me. Not that I was, you know, leading a cult before that, right. but, um, but it just gave me a level, I was able to kind of take a breath and go, okay, like it's not all on me now. And so I think that was really helpful. Um, so yeah, so that was like, and, and then also for our people to see themselves as a, a part of something greater, larger, um, when we're um, serving in our neighborhood or in our community and, um, you know, there's a need that's greater than, than maybe we are equipped or ready to meet, um, we can call on these other house churches and, and partner together to do those things or uh, like... Um, taking meals to, to one of, one of the house churches used to take meals to the, the local fire department, right. And just, they do that once a month and that being able to do those things, but then sometimes those needs get bigger than what my house church is able to meet. And, and there's, we've got resource um, outside of that, more people, more money, more time, more availability um, than just our small group can do. Um, so I think that um, when there's a need within the community, I think that, um, you know, we just had a great example. There's a family um, in our house church that's just had a crazy, you know, we're just coming out of COVID and they've got three um, kiddos and that's just been really hard time for them. Having uh, one of their oldest son is special needs and having him at home all the time from school and, you know, they're both working full time and it's just been a, a wild season for them. Um, well, there was one day last two weeks ago where 
she found out that her mom had a giant mass on her liver and now found out that it's cancerous. She, they, their HVAC system, their heat and air both went kaput in the same day. And then they got home the, uh, the next night and their um, toilet upstairs had overflowed and poured, you know, down all the way through the drywall down below. They just had a rough week, right? Yes. <laughs> and so um, it was so cool to be able to send a message to the other pastors in our community, right? The other house church, micro church pastors that we're connected with and just say, hey, we've got a need, right? They've got this furnace and air conditioner that's going to cost $7,000. And uh, that's probably more than my house church can can muster up in a short amount of time. And so uh, to see that get paid for just by it, because they we're connected to the larger community and um, just a real blessing. And, you know, and then I think, so just in general, being connected is, is there's so many benefits. Um, but then also, you know, we've had the opportunity to plant two different house churches from our, out of our house church. And, you know, sending people to go do that is hard. You know, we, you know, we still miss those people in our community. They don't come every Friday night anymore because they now have a house church meeting in their house um, that they're pastoring. And that's great, but we miss them. And it's, and it's, and so being connected um, with them beyond just sending them off and saying, see you later, but that we still get to be in that relationship. And I still see Abe every month in pastor's meetings and we still um, get together when in the bigger gatherings. And um, like, I think there's a real benefit there to be in maintaining those connections outside of when we send people. And let me speak to that too, as you're talking, I'm thinking mm -hmm. about, okay, you're, you're sharing that from your perspective, from a house church pastor's perspective the the value and the impact of being connected but for someone that's part of the whole right too and having you guys come and be part of that and being connected to you guys yeah. is huge you know as i think about our relationship and how god has used you in my life mm. to just sharpen me as a follower of jesus as yeah. a husband as a pastor and so there's great benefit and value it, it really is iron sharpening iron yep where you're and who God has made you to be is, is having an impact on the other house church pastors and their families. And, and just, and, and not only you and Lauren and your family are having impact on the other house churches and house church pastors and their families, but those in your house church. Now there's that relationship is and those relationships are, are broadened. And so there's gifts and abilities that God has given people in your house church that now God is allowing the people in your house church to have impact. Yep. It's it's just so it's like this ripple effect. Yeah. It's 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 you know, it's we're better together, right? Right. But but there's a difference between being better together and just adding and adding and adding all in the same group and growing that group to a certain, you know, to a big size. Um there's the the multiplication is so much better than addition, right? And mm -hmm. so we're better together, but we're also better that when we can send one another and have have multiple smaller communities. Um, the the impact is is so much broader there than if we were to just keep adding and adding and adding people to, under the same you know one leader. Yeah, I, I think that's so important to to think through, especially if you're let's say a house church pastor or, or a micro church pastor and you're just isolated. Mm -hmm. 
and you've never really maybe even considered yeah. being connected. You, you, man, if someone's hearing this and they're not connected, man, I hope if anything, they come away from hearing this going, wow, yeah, that we need to really be praying about connecting with other yeah, absolutely. house church leaders and house churches because not only the benefit we'll receive, but there's gifts and abilities in our house church that can benefit the, the kingdom yeah. that we're just kind of holding on to. And, and that's where we need to really consider being connected with others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, w- w- that kind of leads in, into something else I want us to talk about too. Here's, so why is it important? And maybe this we've kind of answered this already a little bit, but so why is it important then for someone, like we're just talking about mm-hmm. someone who's leading a maybe microchurch isolated, um, why is it that they really consider connecting with others? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, I think it's biblical, right? I think, right? I think we see... Um, in scripture that, you know, you look at all the churches that Paul ministered to, um, and, and he will talk to one of the churches. Um, we see when, when he's raising money, right. And he's like, Hey, you guys need to give money to this other church over here. And, you know, and he, and he just talks like in this, um, big, you know, in, in his letters, he, he's talking to multiple churches, right. He's not just, it's the church at, um, Ephesus and the church at Philippi, the church, but, but you can hear in what he's saying that it's, it's not, those, those weren't all just one right conglomerate under one leader, right? He went and he, um, appointed pastors, plural, right? And, and, and we see mention over and over of house churches. And, and so I think of the church that met in so-and-so's house, right? So I think, um, you know, this idea of, me being totally on my own as a pastor and leading these people without any outside influence or or being an influence um, is unbiblical. Um, I think to to be connected and to have multiple churches working together within a city is exactly what we see in Scripture, um, and so there's a reason for that, right? I mean, it's um, it's not just a good idea, but it's what's best, and so I think you know, like we kind of talked about, but the idea of accountability is just so for me um you know i'm not a guy that loves accountability right like i <laughs> i buck against uh most of the rules i come up against but um but like it, it's it's having that head covering having that um someone over me an authority having um um other people that i'm connected with you know, takes less, takes the pressure off of me a little bit and helps me to be, um, a little more free in, in my leading, I think. And so that's a big one. And then, um, just the, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that God put us in small community, right? I cannot be, um, in deep community with hundreds of people. It's just not possible. Jesus didn't do it. No one can do that. Um, and so I, and I believe that he wants us to be in deep relationship with one another, where we are bearing one another's burdens, where we're celebrating one another's joys, where we are carrying the load for one another with one another. And so that's got to happen in small community, but in that small community, like there are things that we can't do, right. That's helpful to have, um, be connected outside of that. Yeah, I think as, as we're talking this out, I, I, you see all throughout Scripture, 
in the first century, mm-hmm. this connectivity between house churches or the church, whether it be in Jerusalem and mm-hmm. like you're referencing Paul talking to the churches in Achaia and other places yep. to say, hey, I'm, you know, coming to you or we're sending people to you to take this collection so that we can help meet the needs of people you, you yep. maybe didn't even know. And, and to speak into that as an example, you referenced this family that mm-hmm. their HVAC system went out. Well, yep. our house church that I am pastoring is connected to your house church, yep. right? And so I hear that from you and I'm like, man, I'll, I'll just throw this out to my house church. And so, you know, we were able to get around $500 or whatever from people from our house church to help go toward, yep. you know, this HVAC system. People and, who don't even know that family. Right, right. Yeah. right. And I think that's beautiful. It's, yep. it's just the generosity of, of God's people connected by the gospel yep. and that's beautiful and and that to me and then our people get great joy and yep. just being generous with what god has given them to make to help meet any i mean it's very biblical i mean what yep. what we just experienced in the past couple of weeks in that scenario and that circumstance is so first <laughs> is so first century yep. and it's something beautiful yep. to, to see that happen um yeah there's just there's just so such good value in, in being connected. Um, anything else with that? Just uh, as we talk about that, as we think about that, just the, the impact uh, of being connected. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it could be hard to be uh, maybe hearing this and thinking like, I, I feel alone, right? I would love to be yeah, good connected, point. Yeah. you know? And I think it's, um, I feel so blessed to be able to sit here and say, yep, we're connected. Um, but I think, um, like I was sharing before in my story that, um, you know, we had a desire to be connected, but it wasn't like a, an absolute, right? We were, we just kind of, so we went a year isolated and alone. Um, and then it didn't take much one, one key family stepping away. And all of a sudden I was just like crushed, right? I didn't, ha- cause I didn't have that support. I didn't have anybody with their arms around me, um, carrying that load. And so. I would just say, like, make it an absolute, right? It's just mm. got to be. Don't don't move forward too too long without finding that. And um, you know, I think there's creative ways that you can do that as well. That don't have to look exactly like we're doing it. But yeah, and, and let's speak into that a little okay. bit. Then, so for someone that's maybe hearing this and going, yeah, well, I'm I'm really, I don't want to be isolated, but I am isolated. But I don't yep. know anybody yep. that's. I don't know of other house churches in our area or whatever. What, what would we tell them to do? Yeah. I, I you know, I, I think first thing is just to pray, right? Absolutely. Like God's not going to leave you in that um, alone because he doesn't want us to be alone. Um, I think we can see that biblically. We see that right. relationally. Right. Like he just doesn't, he wants us to be together. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I would start is just to be petitioning God, like, God, okay, I, I'm alone and, you know, I know you don't want me to be, so help me find the people that you need me to be with. Um, and I, I don't think he'll be slow to answer that prayer. Um, and, uh, you know, if that's really your heart and your desire, I think there will be opportunities that will come up um, through that um, because of the prayer. Um, but the other thought that I had was, like, it doesn't have to look like, um, you know, at least at first, a house church partnering with another house church, partnering with another house church and having meetings and right. a structure. That doesn't good. have to look like that necessarily. Um, but just to have, uh, maybe you go to the 
a, a like-minded church in your area, right? Like a, you know, go on their uh, church's website and read their doctrinal statement. And it's like, hey, we we can agree at least for the most part and, and just go sit down with that pastor and say, hey, can you help me, you know, can I, can you be a sounding board for me or can, or help me get connect, you know, there, there are ways to get connected if you're, if it's your desire. And I think, um, you know, that's, that's where I would start. It's just finding, they don't have to be micro churches or house churches. Yeah. I, and just from personal experience, you brought to mind uh, an example of, of that. I remember when we were kind of stepping into the whole house church stream, if you will. And, um, we were going to a very non-house church kind mm-hmm. of church, right? More of a traditional yeah. kind of kind of church. And we, um, our, our kids were little at the time, and we really had this burden though to to that God had put on our hearts for house church. And I remember yeah. uh, the the Sunday school leader of the Sunday school class that we were attending at that time. We, he took me out for coffee, and we just sat together. And he said, "Mark, listen, I understand this burden that God's put on your heart." And if we can just be a people for you right now, as 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 you just kind of see yep. what God's let us be that for you, no strings attached. You yep. just come, and if we can just encourage you and cheer you on, that's that. Let us be that for you, man. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah, exactly. Not someone try to get me. It's just because I, like you said earlier, I knew what God was calling me to do, mm-hmm. and that He'd put this on my heart. But just to have a voice of someone. To to say, I'll, let us just be those people to come alongside you, mm-hmm. you know, while you're processing and navigating what the Spirit of God is doing in you yeah. with this. Man, that, and I just think if, if there's a pastor that's maybe hearing this, that's, you know, you're not going to be house churches. You know that. But, man, you maybe know of some people in, in your community that are doing this. Yep. Let me just encourage those guys to just li- really listen. Take those people under your wing and with no strings attached, right? Just come along and... Take them out for lunch, coffee, yep. just be a good listener, pray with them, be their encourager as you guys together in different ways advance the kingdom. Yep. I just think that's so important. Yeah, and I think I think too, um, you know, even within within your house church, um, as quickly as possible begin developing other leaders, right? Yeah, great point. That's the way, um, you know, the way that we have sent people out to plant house churches is by bringing them up and making them leaders within my, within our house church. Right. And so, um, there's a great community and encouragement and, um, support that happens even within, within the house church too. I don't think it takes the place of being connected outside, but if you're all alone, then man, you need to start raising up somebody from within and and preparing them to be sent and make them, you know, kind of a co-leader in that with you. Yeah. And, and, some of the ways I know you've done this is, is just by giving them some of those responsibilities mm-hmm. within the house church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our, the last, uh, the last two people we've sent out to, to plant churches were our, were our worship leaders for, <laughs> you know, for a couple of years. So the next guy that's leading worship now, I'm like, all right, you know what this means. You're, <laughs> you're the writings next. on the wall that's for right. them. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think, you know, just being able to put them, you know, in, in that place that, you know, whether it's an official capacity or not, but to be, a, pick somebody to be your sounding board, right? To be yeah. like, hey, we're going to, I'm going to teach on thinking about teaching on this subject. What do you think about that? And just to, you know, be able to share some of that load with, with you, I think, um, you know, if you're, if you're in that place of, 
I don't have anybody I'm connected with outside, then at least begin there inside, finding somebody else to help. And Jeremy, as I'm, as we're talking about this too, I, I think it's important, and, and this is just coming to my mind now, I didn't have it planned for us to kind of talk through, but just maybe just briefly hit on just the impact for our spouses hmm. of being connected. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, you know, one of the, it's probably, I'm not the one that said this, one of the loneliest places um, to be is a, the a pastor's wife, mm. right? There's, um, in the, the Christian culture that we live in today, even even though we're in house church, right? There's still like this weird expectation and right. um, weight that they feel that that um, is, is just a difficult place to be. And, um, you know, we don't even have a piano for my wife to play, but like there's still <laughs> that like, there's just something about that that they just are expected to be all that to all the people. And so um, I know she so benefits from having those other women, those other wives that that she's able to talk to. And, and you know, uh, a lot of times the childcare stuff falls on her. Mm. Um, not, to, not that she's the one providing the childcare, but she just by default, it, it, you know, everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, Jeremy teaches and Lauren will help figure out what to do with the kids. And... Um, and so I think having those other women, um, that she's able to talk to and say, you know, how are you doing that? Or how are, you know, what, what's that look like? I think is really, um, helpful. And, you know, she gets, um, people share things with her and, you know, she goes to a lot of coffee, coffee dates with other women in our community, um, that just dump heavy things on her, which is great. Like I love, and she loves doing that. But again, it's, it's just like me, right? Like she has, she's carrying other people's burden. Somebody needs mm -hmm. to help, help her walk through that. And, and so it's so been so beneficial for her to be connected. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that I think is really important for us to bring out. And things that we don't understand, right? As the oh, husband man. and yeah. pastor, right? Like we, <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. <laughs> we, we are not the best, uh, uh, comfort for some of those things no, that they're going through. No, and not so at all. It's good that they have other other women, other wives who are in that same boat. Yeah. And, and with similar burdens, similar roles, mm -hmm. right. That they're playing and, and that they're living out. And, 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 and yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that's so important, man. As we're talking, I just think I'm so thankful as we're that for my family, for my wife, Andrea, for us to be connected mm -hmm. with, I'm so thankful for the other house church pastors, wives and, and, just that that community that's that's within just that group <laughs> yep. you know of leadership and the impact of that um another question too just as, as i want us to think about if as we kind of transition here to the end of our conversation if there's a, if there's maybe one challenge or an encouragement that you would want a listener to hear today mm -hmm. what would that be yeah i think um you know, I didn't go into great detail, uh, you know, in my story about the, but that time, uh, the first, I don't know, three or four years that we were, you know, doing the house church thing. And, um, when we were in horrible financial shape and it was, there was so much that, you know, that just, it, I, I think there was probably a time there that if, if a church had come along and said, Hey, we need a pastor and we'll pay you, I probably would have abandoned <laughs> what, <laughs> what I was doing. But, um, 
what I knew God had called me to do in the, the small, small church. But, um, but that would be my encouragement is just to like stick with it and trust him. And, um, you know, there's so many times when they came to shut off the water and my wife would like, you know, wave them down and then call me. And then I would find some credit card to put the bill on. Like, I mean, it was tough for a long time. Um, but like we knew what God had called us to and we stuck with it and really by his grace, right? Not cause yeah, amen. yeah I don't know. There's nothing in me that, <laughs> that made that happen, but that would be my, my word is just a man stick with it and, and trust him and, and he, he will bring you through whatever it is, right? It might yeah. be financial stuff. It might be relational problems or it might be that you're looking around and there's only two people and they've been the same people that keep coming and there's no one else. And, you know, I don't know, but whatever it is, the, whatever difficulty you're facing, like just continue to be faithful and trust him and he's going to, he's going to take care of it. Yeah. And I think again, and he'll bring you to the right people or bring Mm -hmm. the right people to you. That's right. To connect with. And I think that's so important. Um, yeah, let me just say something to those of you that are listening and I've been listening in on on our conversation today with Jeremy. I want you to be thinking and asking yourself, so so what's your takeaway from today's conversation in the living room? And as you personally, as you grow in living as an everyday missionary, what's what's one truth or an action or a next step that you can take from today's conversation? I want you to be thinking about those questions as we kind of step away from our conversation today, I'm going to ask, hey, Jeremy, would you just kind of close our time in prayer and then maybe pray for, I, I don't know, as we're talking, my heart's just really going out to those that maybe are listening and just feel alone yeah. in this. And maybe just, let's just take a moment to pray for them too, if you would. Yeah. Father God, we just uh, <laughs> thank you for the incredible gift that it is to be your children. Um, God, and to be um, for those of us who get to pastor and get to be leaders in that, um, man, God, what a blessing, what a blessing it is to be, um, partnering with you, God, to advance your kingdom. Um, God, I thank you for the, the picture that you've given us, that you've shown us of your church in scripture, God, and for the way that it all just works when we, when we just do it biblically. And, um, thank you so much for giving us that guide and, um, God, I thank you for, for helping get me connected. Um, God, I thank you for the, uh, that there are other churches out there, that there are other pastors out there who are like-minded and that, that, um, that we can be connected together and encourage and challenge one another. God, I pray for, for pastors who are alone, um, God, for, for their wives, um, who are struggling and, and just ask God that you would, um, give them a, a, a glimmer of hope, God, that you would show them in your word, God, that, that they are not alone, that there are, you have other people in the city, and that they, uh, that, that, that they ultimately have you, God. And I just pray that you would bring them into a place where they can find um, someone who's like-minded and someone who can be that support and encouragement to them. And God, I pray, too, that you would begin now um, or continue raising up leaders from within, mm-hmm. raising up people who would have the same burden and the same passion to God to be sent yeah. and to be, to, to be, uh, pastors of their own house church, God, their church in their house and God, that you would, you would strengthen those bonds and those connections. God, you would begin to build these little, 
these little networks of your house churches, your micro churches all over the cities, all over the world, God. Thank you. And you do this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, man. Thanks so much. For, Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us today in the living room. Really good to have you here. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening and joining us in the living room today. If you found today's conversation helpful, pass it along. You can find episodes of our Living Room Podcast conversations at living-church.com or anywhere you find podcasts that matter. Until we meet again here in the living room, make much of Christ, make disciples living the mission of Christ, and multiply churches for the glory of Christ.